Hi, this is Sensei James Leonelli from Sensei's Weekly Mindset, and I'm here to talk to you about BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball, soccer, and esports. Don't forget my personal favorite, MMA. We've got it all on BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, we can help you find those on BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. And don't forget Bet Online for NHL, boxing, golf, and like I said, my personal favorite, the sport of MMA. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Life isn't always easy, and you don't have to face it alone. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you have access to a network of over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of needs. To get started, you simply answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's most convenient for you. The best part is, if your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduling flexibility, and at a more affordable price, all from the comfort at home. To start your journey and to get 10% off of your first month, go to betterhelp.com slash sensei. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash sensei. BetterHelp, you deserve to be happy. Hi guys, Sensei James Leonelli here to talk to you about another one of our sponsors, LMNT, an electrolyte drink mix. Each one of these little packets gives you exactly what you need to keep you as hydrated as all us athletes like to be. If you're like me, you work out a lot, and when you work out a lot, you also sweat a lot. Now, when we sweat, we don't lose just water, of course. We also sweat out salt. We sweat out electrolytes. So each one of these packets contains 1,000 milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams of potassium, and 60 milligrams of magnesium, giving you everything that you need in order to maintain optimal hydration and nothing that you don't. So to go online, place an order for your sample pack, and to get yourself a bonus free sample pack, you're going to go to this website right here, elementallabs.refr.cc slash James Leonelli. You're going to see this down in the video below, but I'll say it one more time for you, elementallabs.refr.cc slash James Leonelli. Again, it's a tasty electrolyte drink mix with everything you need and nothing that you don't. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Sensei's Weekly Mindset. I'm Sensei James Leonelli, owner and head instructor of Tiger Shulman's here in Smithtown. Once again, I am back in my home recording space, ready to give you guys this week's food for thought. And as I do, I figure today being the day that it is, I should start today's show by simply saying, Happy Valentine's Day! I, I know uh, many people 
Uh, look at Valentine's Day as kind of a, a made up holiday, made up by the, uh, you know, greeting card companies and so forth, the kind of people who want to sell all the, uh, stationery and, and, uh, flowers and that kind of stuff that, uh, they, that, that is customary for a day like today. But more importantly, uh, I think today is a, a great day to kind of look back and appreciate not just the people you love, but the things that you love. And, you know, sometimes we think about love in only the romantic sense and only, you know, obviously I'm a, we know I'm a happily married man for 11 years now. Um, and, um, in addition to that, I've been, been with my wife for 14 years. Um, so we know I believe in that kind of love, obviously, but, uh, I digress. There's love that's much bigger than that. And I think today's theme, and mindset should kind of really all revolve around love based on exactly what today is. Because as much as it's important uh, to feel love for things and for people, it's even more important to express that love. And sometimes the way we express that love is different based on what we're talking about, right? Like, obviously, I have a family, right? And the way you express your love to your family is one thing, right? Obviously, I express to my, my love to my wife and in a certain way um and could go into all sorts of crazy detail about that but that's you know not really what uh, i want today's thoughts on uh but when you think about the other parts of our family you know we might display love differently to each each of the different parts of our family you know like when i'm when i'm uh with Kai, one of the things Kai and I do quite a lot is we roughhouse a lot. It's just kind of who he is and kind of who I am. And, you know, it invariably, you know, he comes up and he gives me a tough guy look and he bumps into me and on purpose or pokes at me knowing that I'm going to grab his hand and it's going to, uh, it's going to eventually turn into me, you know, tickling him on the ground or something. And, you know, he eats it up. It's, 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 it's one of the ways that he and I display our affection. And with Riley, it's funny, it's kind of similar, though with Riley, our relationship is different than my relationship with Kai. Uh, and then, you know, this goes on and on beyond our immediate family. I mean, even when you think about what some people may not consider family, but I know I certainly do, uh, our pets as well, right? Like the way I just uh, I display affection to my, even my pets is different, right? Like, it's funny, of the two dogs, you know, Slade he does not love to be cuddled on. He doesn't want to be laid on. Um, if you if you lean on him for a second, he doesn't like that at all. His version of love is either play, or you know you aggressively grab him and swing him around and, and, and you know rough him up a little bit. He loves that. Whereas Onyx wants to be petted on and just laid there and loved upon. She would love it if you laid on her and rubbed her belly. You know, completely different, right? So obviously those are living beings, <laughs> and and those are are a certain set of who we show our love to. And, uh, you know, obviously we have the extended parts of our family as adults. We have our parents, you know, we have our siblings, our cousins, all that. And, you know, all those relationships are unique and different. And that's it, its own, that, that's it. each of their own unique animal. Um, but I think what's important is no matter how your relationship is with those pe with those particular people, it, it's important that you show them that you care. It's important that you show them that you're that you're proud of them, or you know that that you do love them. You know, and I mean, it's funny. I even look at my relationship with my two different parents, with my mom and my dad, and those relationships are different. I don't love one more than the other, obviously, um, 
but the way I, that I, the, the dynamic of both of those relationships is unique to that relationship for both parents. But what's important is that they both know I love them. <laughs> That's the important thing. And I know that they love me. And even my two siblings, I have a brother, I have a sister, um, both younger than me. And my relationship with my brother is vastly different than the relationship with my sister. You know, and part of that could be the fact that, you know, boys and boys versus boy and girl, or the fact that me and my sister are four years apart, but me and my brother are 11 and a half years apart. It creates different dynamics, you know. But again, the important thing is that we show that we love them. Um, when it comes to our people, when it comes to our loved ones, and, you know, that branches out into our friend, our close friends and so forth. I know I have a bunch of friends that I know I love. I definitely love. Um, but we also... I want to th I want to think about the the other bonds a little bit. Obviously, we think martial arts on this podcast quite a lot. So I want to talk about today how you show your love not just to the um, <clears throat> not just to martial arts in general, to your training partners and so forth. Uh, um, but I want to show talk about <clears throat> how someone who does love those things really carries themselves throughout so obviously you you know there's a bond between training partners for sure you know it's funny when i was thinking when i was thinking about friends that i love some of my training partners popped in my head for sure um but i want you to first think about how someone who has love for their training partners would conduct themselves all right so let's let's think about that a little bit and I think this is an important idea that sometimes people let go by the wayside, you know, when, when they're training, sometimes they think so much about themselves or about their training or about improving or whatever, they get a little self-centered and they don't think about the fact that it's a community that, you know, no one in, in martial arts, though every journey is unique and every journey is personal and every journey is done by that person. You know, no one else is on my martial arts journey with, uh, you know, uniquely with me. But there are plenty of people along the way. There are plenty of people who are part of this journey. My training partners, my instructors, obviously my students, and so forth. But nonetheless, the way that we, there are many ways, I should say, that we show those people that we love them, right? And it's funny, I'm going to start with like, it may seem a little out of pocket, but go for the ride with me, and I think you'll get where I'm headed. Um, I think it starts with how we prepare for a training session. You know, obviously, you prepare before you go train. You don't just, oh, I'm going to train, just go, right? And there's simple things that you do to show your training partners that you care about them. And there's other things, and they may see some of them may seem like no duh. Some of them might seem like really, right? Like if I know I'm going to go train, I make sure that I have had a good meal, right? Because I want to make sure that I can have the stamina to be there for my training partner the whole session. I make sure that I'm a clean person. I'm not going there smelling. Not happening. Right? I make sure that I brush my teeth or use mouthwash right before I left the house. Something like that. Um, if after I've done that, I'm still not happy with the, with the taste of my mouth. I'll be chewing a piece of gum on the way to training because I'm not going to be the person breathing on somebody and uh, ha having them regret working with me. I'm going to make sure that my equip that all my equipment, my uniforms, it's clean and it smells clean. 
And if it doesn't smell clean, I want to know. I definitely want to know, you know, um, because then it needs to go. It needs to go. That, I mean, one of the best ways I can show my training partners that I care about them is showing up prepared to train while making their training experience, while not taking anything away from their training experience. I should only add to it. I shouldn't take away from it. And things like showing up with poor personal hygiene or having not eaten a good meal or not hydrated well so I'm not, you know, I'm not prepared physically for the class. That's not adding to their classes, taking away. I'm, and the same is true when it comes to things like, like I said, hygiene, my breath, that kind of stuff, my uniforms. You know, one thing that, that drives me crazy is when someone loves equipment or loves uniforms a little too long. And we all know people like that who like, they put their gloves on, you're like, oh, oh, you know, it, it's a, it's a disgusting thing. And honestly, if you care about that person, the best way to tell them is to just tell them, hey, man, those gloves are done. <laughs> those gloves are long since done. I, you know, I've had that conversation with many people in my career, and I'm sure I will have that conversation with many more people, you know, um, some of them my training partners, some of them my students. Either way, they both need to know. It's the most courteous thing you can do. If you truly care about the people, you're not going to let them walk around stinking for everybody, everybody else. That's no good. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, moving forward, um, when I think about adding to a person's training session, I got to think about how I train too. Right. So obviously, if I come in and I'm spacing out or I'm letting my, uh, you know, I'm doing nothing but chattering the whole time, you know, not that, not that I won't have a you know, a little bit of a conversation with somebody or talk to them about what we're doing or, you know, if, if something comes up that, you know, I won't be friendly with them, of course, but not like, you know, sitting there talking instead of putting work in. That's definitely not going to happen. Right? I got to make sure that I'm focused in the task at hand, that I'm ready to do whatever it is that we're doing. I got to make sure while I'm training that I train in such a way that I'm adding to that person's experience and not taking away from it. Now, taking away from it can be twofold, right? If I'm thinking about jujitsu, for example, taking away from someone's training can be done in, in twofold. Number one, if you're far too passive, right? If you just kind of lay there and let them kind of do whatever they want. And, you know, sometimes um, in, in terms of things like jujitsu and, and even striking to a certain degree, if you're brand new and that person's very experienced, it may feel like you're just laying there doing nothing, even when you're fighting at your best. Um, but that's simply an experience differential, right? Then I also don't want to do the other extreme. I don't want to defeat them so badly that they're, that it, it affects them negatively, right? That's a really, really important thing. I want to make sure that, you know, that, you know, even if I'm getting the better of them, because it's training sometimes, we're training a combative art. Somebody's always going to get the better of somebody. So if that's the case, I want to do so in such a way where they're not discouraged. I'm not taking away from them negatively. I'm not leaving them beaten down. They'll be like, yeah, man, that guy's good. Or, you know, oh, you know, you got the better of me that round. That's okay. That's the, I know some days I'm going to think that about them. That's just the name of the game. That's how it works. Again, that's okay. That's what we're there to do. Right? But I'm not going to detract from their experience by being an absolute hammer on them like that. Then, uh, if I'm, again, thinking about adding to the experience, right? One of the things that I kind of pride myself on 
whenever I enter a, a room to train, I always say hello to everybody. You know, unless something's preventing me from it. Like I've had it happen where I show up to go train in Syosset and Shion Gravina had, you know, pulled me in the office immediately and he starts talking to me about something and then class is going by the time I, I, I get on the mat and I haven't a chance to say hello to anybody. But nonetheless, I try to say hello to anybody and everybody. And on the way out, I try to say goodbye to everybody too. I think that's an important thing. Build that community and let everybody know, you know, how important that they are to you. But even though it's important to show love to our training partners, we also got to show our love to the martial arts as well. Right? And I know it sounds a little silly showing your love to an inanimate object. And I'm not talking about like, you know, old school traditional stuff where like, you know, you step on the mat, you bow, you step out of the school, you bow. I'm not talking about that kind of stuff. Right. That's, you know, that it's silly protocol and it had its purpose back then, but it wasn't the most important part of training. What I'm talking about showing your love to martial arts, I, I'm talking about a couple of things, right? Number one is the best way you show your love to martial arts is give it your everything. When you're there, give it 100% of what you got that day. Now, we've, we've had discussions many a times about how everybody, every day is 100% is not the same, right? There are some days where I've had an amazing night's sleep, uh, where I recovered great, where, you know, my ice bath in the morning did wonders. I had a great meal. I'm going to, you know, everything's going great. My stress level super low. I keep kind of waiting for those days to return. <laughs> but I digress. Um, all those things are, are, at a, are at the best possible scenario. And I show up and I'm at a, at a great level. There are other days that are the polar opposite. Um, crummy night's sleep, crummy meal, not feeling well, run down, beat up. And I still got to give it that day's 100%. That's really important. I need that. I, that's not only respectful and, and showing love to myself and my training, but it's showing respect to the martial arts. Right? The fact that whatever's, whatever's being done is worth doing well. And I believe that in everything that we do. But then, uh, you know, when we think about that aspect, that's certainly a significant part. But one, one of the biggest things that you can do when it comes to showing your love of martial arts is continuing to be a student of the game forever, right? Continuing to train for your entire, forever, right? Like, even if you reach a high level in martial arts, never ever thinking like your cup is so full that it can't be full anymore. Because there isn't a single person alive. Uh, there isn't a single martial artist out there who can't get better at something. You know, even when we think about... um when we think about the great martial artists of our lives, we think about some of the, you know, the greatest mixed martial arts fighters, for example, you look at, at people who are widely considered, you know, some of the greatest and no one of them has every single skill that all of them possess, right? You might look at Khabib Nurmagomedov and be like, oh man, his wrestling is unbelievable. But then you look at Max Holloway and you're like, okay, his striking is unbelievable. And then you look at George St. Pierre and you look at his well-roundedness and the way, not so much the way he was, you know, a uh, he was an unbelievable fighter at, ev at everything, but he was so good at mixing the martial arts together. Right? Then you look at a Francis Ngannou and you're like, oh my God, his power is incredible. Right? Then you, you, you look at all the different greats and you see all these different things, but there isn't anybody who has all of it. There's nobody who's got all of it. 
right? So everybody can improve on something. And being a student of the game and working to continually improve yourself, that is super, super, super important, right? You're, nobody knows everything, right? Nobody knows better than everyone. So it's really important to continue to be a student of the game, to, you know, empty your cup, so to speak, all the time. And, and you know, if you empty your training session doing that and kind of looking at things with fresh eyes, whether they're brand new to you or they're not, it's a really good thing. You know, like sometimes I might go and I might train and we might be doing some stuff that's, that's very basic that I've done for a really long time. But if I look at it as stuff that I've always, oh, I already know how to do this, and that's my mentality, then I'm not going to pick up any nuanced little details that I don't, that I don't have. I want to make sure that I have every little detail. And you know what, maybe there's an analogy that's going to hit a little differently this time or whatever. So continuing to be a student uh, for your entire career is a really important thing. And I'll, I'll let that career be a long one. Right? Martial arts is a lifelong activity. It's not something you do uh, for, you know, 10 classes at a time or something like that. That's one of the things that drives me crazy as someone in the martial arts industry is people are like, well, I just want to sign up for like 10 classes, see if I like it. It's like, no, like you're not going to know if you like it until you start to get good at it. And you're not going to start to get good at it for like six months to a year. It's just not happening. So you got to go for the ride a little bit to kind of see where you're at. That's really important, right? We need all aspects. We need to, to, to have the ups and the downs. So we need to go for that ride. And it's important that we let ourselves, right? That we're, uh, that we're a student that much and that our cup is empty that entire time. Right? And to me, one of the things that I think shows your greatest love and appreciation for martial arts, and this might be a little self-serving, but whatever, go for the ride with me, is that you share the martial arts. And I, you know, one way to share the martial arts obviously is teaching, which obviously is the path that I chose. But it's kind of like um, when you find a good restaurant. If you find a good restaurant in your town or whatever, you tell all your friends about it. You're like, oh man, the food at this place is so good. And you send a lot of people their way. And you know what? Even if not everybody likes that particular restaurant that you like, um, or maybe people don't live close enough you know, to that particular restaurant, maybe you know, the type of food you're suggesting is going to open their eyes to, to a different, uh, you know, place that's by them. Oh, man, this is food like that, and it's really good, too. I, the same is true of martial arts. Someone who really loves martial arts, it's infectious. I, everybody around them knows that martial arts is a part of who they are, and they influence other people to find their way to martial arts. And that doesn't mean that they find their way to, like, you know, oh, I've got, I've got a, you know, fill at the school that I'm in with everybody. Yeah, that'd be nice to your instructor to refer people for sure. But that's not the only part. Right? Letting the good parts about martial arts shine to people. That's a really important thing. You know, not everybody's going to train, even though I think everybody should. Not everybody's going to. That's, but what's important is that when we, when, when the, something affects us to the positive, we've got to do the thing that's very atypical. It's funny. They always say when someone has a bad experience, they tell a hundred people. When they had a good experience, they tell 10 people. And we got to try to work to flip that, like just as human beings in general. You know, people, we should tell people about the good things that are going on in our life. So if you're someone who has love for martial arts, spread the good, right? Talk to people about how good it is for them. 
you know, not everybody's going to train where you train, and that's that's okay. You know, the best compliment with your instructor would be to bring the person to them. But if that's not a feasibility for them, you know, like I have plenty of friends who live far away, and you know, oh, I got to get my kid involved in something, and you know, they might send me some schools around them, and I'll take a look at them and, and lend them my 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 experience and say, hey, these are the things to look for. Go to you know, go to try here, go to try there, and you know, look for this. And, uh, you know, that's my, that's my way to even further spread the love of martial arts. You know, I have friends of mine who live in different states where there are no Tiger Shulman schools, so I can't send them to one, but I could try to help them find one that is good. And that I think will be very important for their, I think it's very important for everybody to learn, but a great place for them or their kid to learn. So that's kind of my thought for today is, you know, make sure that you're, you're acting in a way, you're behaving in a way that shows your love to all the people in your life, whether it's your family who you have that type of love for, or when it comes to your martial arts training, your training partners, uh, the martial arts themselves, make sure that they're getting your love too and make sure you're acting like someone who loves those martial arts for sure. So that's all I have for you guys today. I hope you guys are having a happy Valentine's Day. Uh, I hope you're showing love to the people who deserve it in your circle. But as always, you can reach me via email, senseileonelli at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Sensei underscore Leonelli. On Facebook, I'm Sensei James Leonelli. My school can be found online at TSKSmithtown.com. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tiger Shulman Smithtown. <clears throat> you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at TSMMA underscore Smithtown. Find out more about the Tiger Shulman's organization as a whole at TSK.com. Find the podcast on Instagram at Sensei's Weekly Mindset. You can find everywhere that I'm on the internet at my link tree, linktr.ee slash senseileonelli. From there, you can find all sorts of stuff, including, but not limited to, Tiger Shulman's Flex Fights, which is coming up very, very soon. Make sure you guys tune in. Not only will we have our normal pay-per-view, we'll also be streamed live on FUBU and Swerve Sports, so check those out for sure. Um, you can also find every, all the information on our sponsors at my link tree. Sponsorship opportunities are still available, so make sure that you guys reach out to me, as always. Um, other than that, my friends, please make sure you leave a rate and review. It just helps. Make sure you guys subscribe. Get your new episodes every Wednesday. Most importantly, guys, the greatest compliment you can give me, share the podcast. When I see you guys sharing it in your social media, I appreciate it very, very much. It's the only form of advertising I have. Thank you guys very much for listening. And until next week, my friends, invest in yourselves. I'll see you guys on the mat.